Hi, my name is Lucy and I have a cold at the moment so I am doing this instead of talking. So anyway, I am recording this from Pennsylvania and I am going to call my podcast Lucy and Stuff. So since I have been stuck at home, I have been trying to kill boredom and do stuff with my life. Some things I have been doing or watching animes I have been wanting to catch up on. Playing some new video games, improving my drawing skills, baking, painting, listening to music, trying to master Korean, Japanese and Spanish, and taking cute Polaroid pictures of me and my family and the blooming plants. Call your friends, just because you're stuck at home does not mean you shouldn't interact with people. Anyway I hope my random podcast helps kill your boredom. Hee hee hee, bye. Hi, I'm Max. Whoops, sorry. Um, hi, I'm Max, and from Pineapple Street Studios, this is The Kids Are All Home. We've gotten so many podcasts sent to us from kids all over the world these last couple weeks, and they've been so much fun to listen to. And something we noticed is that a lot of you kids are sending in stories about your favorite women in history. And that's great because we just wrapped up the month of March, which is also Women's History Month. It's when we talk about all the cool things women have done and still do for everyone. So today we're doing the Kids Are All Home Girls Rule Edition. And to get us started, we're going to... Hey, hey, Max? Uh, hi there, Max. Oh, hey, Melissa. Hey, Jess. How you doing? Well, we were just over here in our respective homes, doing our social distancing and listening to you start the show. Yeah, we started thinking, you know, since it's a girls rule edition, maybe we should take over. You know what? I think that actually makes way more sense. I'm going to uh, step away, go get some lunch. I'm going to eat the same thing that I eat for lunch every day. And uh, why don't you all take it from here? Sounds good. Thanks, Max. All right, everyone. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jess. We're producers at Pineapple Street Studios. And this is The, the Kids, Kids Are, Are All Home. home. First up, we have an interview with this very cool girl named Mary Anning. Melissa, have you ever heard about Mary Anning? Nope, I haven't. Tell me more. All right, well, Mary Anning was born in 1799, over 200 years ago. And when she was 12 years old, she made an incredible discovery while she was out with her dad. They were collecting rocks on the cliffs near their home in England. I don't want to give the whole thing away, so I'll let one of our kid contributors take it from here. Azalea Zarelli sent us this interview from her home in Colorado. Hi, I'm Azalea Zarilli with AZ News in Aurora, Colorado. Today my guest is Mary Anning. Hi Mary. Hello, I'm Mary Anning. First, what were your childhood times like? We lived near some cliffs over a sea of water. We lived in Lyme Regis in a cottage. We were poor. When I was a baby, I was hit by lightning. I was laying in the grass next to a tree which crashed beside me. One day my dad took me to the cliffs. He saw a stone and tapped on it with a hammer. I did not know what it was. My dad pulled out something like a snake. He called it snake stone. From that day on I collected fossils. I really want to know more about the fossils you discovered. I don't really remember them all, but I remember that the ichthyosaur was big and could swim, just like the plesiosaur. And the pterodactyl could fly and had very big wings. 
Thank you, Mary. It was nice talking to you. Bye. It was nice talking to you. Thanks, Azealia. Our whole team is now super curious about Mary Anning, so we decided to bring in an expert to learn some more. Deborah Pearson, a children's author from Toronto, wrote all about Mary Anning in her book, Mary Anning, The Girl Who Cracked Open the World, and she had some cool facts to share. People believed that encounter with lightning actually changed her personality. She went from being kind of sickly and weak and perhaps kind of timid to this very strong, determined, persistent, uh, we might call her kind of spunky today, this kind of uh, person who was very determined. And it was a good thing she was determined because she really needed to be that way. She lived at a time when girls were really expected to grow up and either get married and raise families or work for other people as housemaids and servants. They were not expected to have an interest in science or serious learning. So even with all that stacked against her, Mary Anning was determined to go on and make amazing discoveries. So cool! And Deborah also has some advice to share for all the kid writers out there who may want to start their own stories about Mary Anning or other cool people they know. So my advice to writers would be, write the things that matter to you. Another thing would be, don't be discouraged if what you put down on the paper doesn't look or feel or sound like the way you imagined it in your head. Writing and then rewriting and writing again and keeping at it um, is really important. Those kinds of things can be really helpful. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Deborah. And one more fun fact. Some people say that that tongue twister, She Sells Seashells by the Seashore, was inspired by Mary Annie. She Sells Seashells by the Seashore. 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 Our next cool lady in history comes to us from Kate and Will Schwab, who sent us this podcast about a famous Native American ballerina. Welcome to History Twins. We are Kate and Will Schwab from St. Louis, Missouri. I was reading about a woman named Maria Tallchief. Who was she? I'll tell you about her. Our story begins on an Indian reservation in Oklahoma. That's where Maria was born. Maria and her sister were very talented children. They could dance and play piano very well. When Maria was eight, she and her family moved to California because the mother believed that the girls needed a better education. Wow, so she moved away from friends and family to get a better education. That's a dedication to education. Very punny, Will. Now back to history. Once in California, their mother enrolled them in dance and music classes. 
On a trip to New York, she saw the New York City Ballet Russe. Not long after, they asked Maria to join their dance company. One choreographer. What's a choreographer? That's someone who designs dances. This one in particular liked Maria. He made dances for her, and in 1949, she danced in the ballet called Firebird. That ballet made her famous. In 1965, she retired from the New York City Ballet and opened a dance school in Chicago, Illinois. Sadly, she passed on April 11, 2013. And not only was she an inspiring woman, but she was one of the first Native American prime ballerinas, the main ballerina. Wow, she did so much. I love this history stuff. Who wouldn't? Thank you for listening to History Twins. Kate, Will, thank you both so much for that history lesson. And by the way, Jess, Maria Tallcheap was born in Osage County, where I grew up. What? That is pretty cool. Yeah, we could have been neighbors. Except she was born in 1925, so she was like just a little older than I am. Tiny bit. Just a super tiny bit. So we've heard about women who were fossil hunters, ballerinas. I mean, really, is there anything women can't do? Nope, women are truly superheroes. We also do a really good job at keeping the world informed during these super strange times. That's super true. Our next podcast is really a double win. We've got aspiring kid journalist Kiki Friedman interviewing longtime adult journalist Helen Branslow about the coronavirus. Yeah, Helen was studying this virus before you and I even knew about it. Kiki's great questions and Helen's smart answers helped us understand all sorts of new things about what's going on. Hi. My name is Kiki Freeman, and this is Press Matters. Me and my brother had some questions about the coronavirus and why we were staying home. So we decided to reach out to Helen Branswell, Stats Senior Global Health Reporter, and we ended up learning some very interesting things about smell and taste. Tell me about yourself. Uh, My name is Helen Branswell. I'm a reporter for an organization called STAT. STAT is a health news website based in Boston. I've been a reporter for a very long time, and for about the last 20 years, I have been a health reporter, and my particular focus is infectious diseases. How did you know it was a big deal when only 40 or 50 people were sick? In regular times, 40 or 50 people being sick in a city doesn't seem like a big deal. I knew that coronaviruses could cause a lot of trouble and that they could jump from an animal species and start to be able to infect people. So I just, I guess from my past experience, I knew this was something that I needed to be paying very close attention to. When were you most scared? This is, you know, a very unsettling time and and it's, you know, it's going to be very hard for a lot of people. And so I, I would describe myself more as worried than scared. Yeah. Um, how can kids like me and my brother help stop or, like, not spread the virus? Well, you know, if your school's been closed and you're being asked to stay home, then, you know, doing that, you probably have heard people talking about social distancing. That's sort of having fewer contacts with other people to try to make sure that we're just not passing this virus around and and allowing it to speed up through our community. So, you know, the part kids have to play is hard because 
staying home can be boring and, you know, not seeing your friends can be boring. But, you know, we all have great electronic tools at our disposal, right? Yeah. When do you think isolation will be over? I'm sorry, Kiki, I don't have an answer to that. You know, the problem with something like this that's new, brand new is we're learning about it as we go along and we're just going to have to see how yeah. it plays out. Are you learning new things about the virus? Yes, every day. You might find this interesting. Some people who have it mm-hmm. lose their sense of smell and taste, like completely lose their sense of smell and taste. It's, I, I assume it comes back afterwards, but you know, I saw somebody say he, he couldn't smell anything. That's crazy. So that, it is. So, like, wouldn't that be good if you wanted to eat really healthy foods and you, like, didn't want to? <laughs> you mean if it, it would it might make it easier to eat things that you don't like if, if you don't like the smell? Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening. This is Press Matters. Thanks so much, Kiki, for those questions. And thank you, Helen, for all the work you're doing to keep the people informed. Being stuck at home is actually a really great time to ask adults all kinds of questions about the coronavirus or about themselves or their past or their favorite junk food. Anything, really. And we want to hear those questions. So grab a phone, ask an adult if they're up for an interview, and press record. You can send us your interviews and maybe hear them on the show. Just send them to stuckathome at pineapple.fm. You can find that email in the episode description. So Jess, do you think it's time to bring back Max? Uh, sure, why not? Hey, that show was great, you two. Mary Anning, the fossil hunter, so cool. Yeah, she's amazing. Well, thank you both for taking over this week, and thank you to all the kids who keep sending us these incredible podcasts. Keep them coming. We'll see you next week on The Kids Are All Home. Hee hee hee, bye.